Welcome to VQB List Fantasy Football Podcast. This is, as usual, the waiver wire show. I am Callan, joined as always by AJ Passman. And AJ, I'm happy to know of all the injuries that took place in week four. You're still all in one piece. You're still healthy. Uh, or at least I hope you are. Uh, how was your week four? Hey, mon- mon- Monday's not over yet. There's always always a chance. Um, you know, ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully my ACL stays fine and, and my throat doesn't hurt anymore. So we'll see. But I'm I'm doing okay. Yeah, you told me before the show you're headed to the beach this week. So stay in one piece. We're going to need you next week, just like we're going to need the following players on waivers. So like we said, it's been a pretty crazy week. And before we fully dive into the our top priorities, I want to run past one or two, two major injuries and see how we're reacting to this. The first major one that's the most long-term for, me, for us fantasy managers Javante Williams out for the season with a torn ACL. I believe there's an LCL, LCL damage as well. We all roster Melvin Gordon, but then there's now the quick news. Mike Boone, he was used a lot this past week. And the Broncos, about an hour before we started recording the show, they just signed Latavius Murray off the Saints practice squad. So, AJ, are you rushing to your waiver wire to go get either Mike Boone or Latavius Murray? Um, no, I I still think that Melvin Gordon is going to get his chance. Now, he has not done a lot with it. Um, you know, he has four fumbles in, in the first four games, uh, one one this week, two last week as well. Um, so he, you know, he, he doesn't give me a ton of confidence, but I do think that kind of that veteran presence um, is – he's definitely going to be the first man up and is going to get his shot at it. Um, the the concern with Mike Boone, and like you said, we just found out about Latavius Murray, the concern with him was that they might not want to fully trust him in, in that role either. And uh, yes, Latavius Murray is a little bit of a depth piece, but I still think that it's going to be even more of a committee back there. So, um, you know, I, I think that if you have uh, some bench space, if you're, um, you know, not needing to pick up some of these other players that we mentioned tonight, then sure. I I, I would say um, put Mike Boone in there for this week because he already kind of has familiarity with the offense. Latavius Murray. I, I think that, you know, the most you could hope for is, you know, something like him falling into the end zone, but that's not enough to make your, make your roster for this week. Yeah. We thought going into the season that if something were to happen to one of the two backs in Denver, you'd have the locked in number one and be good to roll. No, if that's not the case, they were using Mike Boone, even for, some series, even while both of them were healthy. So it's going to be a little bit of a timeshare. I think Gordon's still the clear one, but we're going to see more of Mike Boone. We're going to see some Murray as he gets more acquainted to the offense and it's become a little bit more messy. But like I said, stash those guys if you need to. And then just to be a reminder, Jonathan Taylor, he is now dealing with a potential high ankle sprain. It seems like he may have avoided it, but they do have the Thursday night game coming up this week. There's nothing totally actionable about this because we know who probably the lead guy is there and that's going to be Naheem, Naheem Hines, he's currently 62% rostered on Yahoo, 66% on Sleeper. So it's just our general reminder, if he's out there in your league, go get him because you may have a, if they play Denver, Denver hasn't been that great start the season. So you could have a big day from Naheem Hines if he's out. And then also one final name before we get into our top priorities, Brian Robinson is being activated off IR this week. He may be out there in your leagues. He's currently believe it's in the it's 54 percent rostered on yahoo gibson play a season low in snaps they are looking to move away from antonio gibson they were giving jd mckissick more of the work this past week i don't expect that to last long term so if brian robinson's out there in your leagues 
make sure you get him. So that's the full on for the injuries. Anything, anything we missed? Is there anybody else in Indianapolis that's worth monitoring or let's just roll into your top priorities? You know, in, in Indianapolis, it's, it, you know, they really just haven't looked good. Um, and, and, uh, I, I do think that Naheem Hines is the best bet. I think that he's uh, probably a little bit more viable in PPR, um, but definitely the fact that it's a Thursday night game um, makes it less likely that Jonathan Taylor would suit up. But all reports are that uh, he did not apparently have a high ankle sprain, so uh, he's questionable. So you know, I, I wouldn't be rushing to um, to go pick up any of the kind of. Uh, deeper uh, or any of the the backs that are lower on the on the depth chart uh, for the Colts right now just because it doesn't seem like it's going to be a long-term thing and even if it is this week I I don't think they're going to do a lot for your team yeah. thanks to your old boy Matt Ryan the Colts have looked uh, pretty pretty bad and it's been yeah. it's been not fun and hurts me as a Jonathan Taylor manager and a guy who has uh, Michael Pittman in a lot of my leagues so <laughs> not the best start to the season for me as you can tell but that's going to turn around right here we're going to get into some of our top priority ads for this week we touched on some running backs but AJ you have another running back <laughs> even ahead of almost all of these guys who is your top priority this week well so, so so this week I you know I would say that he is one of the top priorities um but the Raheem Mostert is is who we're going to talk about so Super exciting, right? I mean, tons of crazy stuff going on with Miami. Obviously, Tua Tagovailoa, um, what happened to him last week, um, just absolutely gut-wrenching and um, awful to watch, awful to hear about. So um, hoping that that he recovers and that um, he, he takes the time he needs to come, out, come back out on the field. Um, but as far as the uh, Miami backfield is concerned, um, they have a, a, a really nice matchup coming up. Um, as well against the Jets um, and he's 50% rostered and this past week he um, we've kind of seen the, the Chase Edmonds experiment not going super well which it was a surprise to me um, I was definitely um, high on Chase Edmonds in this type of offense um, in the in his own blocking offense so um, I was we're surprised to see it but Edmonds has has uh, gotten less and less snap share every week this season and Mostert's got more and more every week. So we're just seeing their, we're seeing their involvement and their usage just go in, in, in opposite directions. And this week, Raheem Mostert got 72% of the snap share. That is like up there with the, you know, three down backs in the league. Uh, Chase Edmonds still is kind of, he's gotten touchdowns the last couple of weeks, but I don't think that's something that you can count on. So right now I'm not really starting either of them, but Mostert's who I want to have on what, is a pretty good offense over the first few weeks. Um, especially if, if, if Tua two recovers and comes back, um, I really like having, having the lead running back in that offense. And it seems like it's going to be Mostert. It really does. Like you said, the 72% snap share is really telling and he's currently rostered in only 50% of Yahoo leagues. So he's out there. You want the number one back <clears> on this high powered offense. You saw Teddy Bridgewater coming in and look fine. He's not exactly He's definitely not as good as Tua, but the, the upside is still kind of there for the Miami offense. It's a little downgrade, but it's still going to be a solid offense. Teddy Bridgewater has supported some good running backs in the past, so I don't think he's exactly a total downgrade where you lose a lot of fantasy value. And the nice thing, too, is he had the exact same target share as Chase Edmonds, so we thought Chase Edmonds would be more involved in the passing game. 
they both got all work in the passing game. So I don't think I think it's a clear number one. I think the connection between McDaniel and Moster is clear, and he's going to stick with him as the one. So I think you go right ahead. You get Raheem Moster, and uh, you're all good. So I'll transition. You mentioned a good matchup against New York Jets. We saw a player last week take advantage of that good matchup. And the breakout is finally here. Maybe for George Pickens of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As a Steelers fan, we saw the start of a new era in the past week. They turned it over to Kenny Pickett about three weeks too late because Mitchell Trubisky had been brutal and not using his top his his weapons outside of uh, Deontay Johnson. And you saw as soon as Kenny Pickett came in, George Pickens was greatly used. He had a 32% target share of his past week and finished the game with over 100 yards. And he looked great. He truly, as soon as Pickett came in, he was locking eyes right with him. Chase Claypool did absolutely nothing, especially after he was involved in one of the interceptions that was thrown. We saw at the end, eight targets, 102 yards. Deontay Johnson was relegated down to number two. Do I expect that to continue? No, I think Deontay Johnson will be right up there with George Pickens. But maybe the switch to quarterbacks finally is what we needed to unlock George Pickens. So with the upside coming up, in a couple matchups that the Steelers are going to have to throw to keep up in the next couple weeks. They play Buffalo next week. They play uh, Tampa Bay the week after that. They play Philadelphia the week after that. That's three games where they're going to be playing from behind a lot. With a rookie quarterback who's going to have to throw the football. I think there's a lot of potential for George Pickens this week. There's no other receiver out there right now that has that same upside as the one of the top receivers in the entire draft class from last year since picked in the second round. So I think there's a lot of upside that you could take advantage of with George Pickens and I'm, I'm fully back in 39% rostered. I think it's now time to add and see what you can get out of him. Man, what a difference a couple of weeks makes, huh? Um, it's, it's the end of an era, the turning of the page. Uh, the, the, the Mitch Trubisky era did not last very long, but it, uh, as I can hear from your pained Pittsburgh Steeler fan voice, it lasted too long already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think there are going to be some ups and downs uh, for mm-hmm. the Steelers offense and for um, and for Kenny Pickett as as he uh, kind of, you know, gets up to speed. Um, but I do think that it is uh, definitely um, it, it couldn't be much worse. So I, I do think it's an improvement for uh, for all of the Steelers pass catchers and really uh, anybody on the offense. Um, yeah, I, I, I think now might be the last chance to. Um, to get Pickens or, you know, there, there might be another down week um, coming soon, but certainly with bye weeks coming in, in week six, six, he is a, he's a nice high volatile option that could win you a week uh, when you're kind of searching for, uh, for starting players. So, um, and, and like you said, once, once Kenny Pickett came in, uh, George Pickens was hyper targeted. So in the mm-hmm. second half, this, this is according to PFF, um, uh, George Pickens was targeted on 33% of the routes he ran in the second half. So um, that is like up there at the elite of the elite up there with like Justin Jefferson and, and T Higgins and Cooper cup um, on a lot of weeks. So um, there will certainly be ups and downs, but um, you know, I, and I definitely think there will be some boom weeks, um, but you know, it's, it's a rookie quarterback and there's not um, rookie quarterbacks typically can't don't have a great history of supporting more than one receiver. Um, over the course of a season or, you know, kind of in a, in a particular game, but absolutely love it. Love to see, you know, pick, pick <clears throat> Pickens having the chance to shine. 
And so he's definitely, um, definitely an ad there. He, he may actually be, be my top priority ad, um, just because I think he's somebody that if you're in a pinch, you could actually, um, start him. So, um, at, uh, of all of the recommendations, he's, he's my highest bid. You know, I think that, um, you know, depending on, depending on what you've bid in, in the past, you know, I still think that, um, you know, it depends a little bit on need, but this is where you could kind of get up into that, you know, 10 to 15% uh, of your fab, um, or even more if you're really, if you're really sold on that, just, just know that there are going to be up, up weeks and down weeks. Um, so moving to, uh, an, another running back, uh, we're we're going to get into a little bit more of not necessarily dart throws, but, um, <clears throat> just as we're watching these games, um, the next player we're talking about is Rashad white on, on Tampa Bay. Um, now, Callan Leonard Fournette is the number one. There's no, there's no doubt about that. But um, if you watch the game on Sunday night football, Rashad white definitely showed some of those flashes and ended up, you know, being a, a pass catching option as well for Tom Brady. The game script was completely against them. Uh, so I think they only uh, had six total rushing attempts in the first half. Um, but Rashad white had half of those and uh, he turned five targets into 50 yards. Again, nothing that's going to, you know, blow up the, blow up the box, box score. But he also has seen his, um, after, after seeing a dip in weeks two and three of his snap share, uh, Rashad white has gone back up and it was a, it was a 40 to 60 or 60, 40 split, um, in favor of Leonard Fournette in, in week four. So it's someone that I'm keeping my eye on. That's probably more of a, a little bit of a deeper throw, or, or if you have, you know, a larger bench, um, that, that you can stash there, um, not putting out a ton of fab, but, I do in kind of in this, in this stream of, of, of rookies that are really showing up uh, despite, you know, especially the running backs with like no draft capital. Uh, it's such a crazy year for that. Um, but I think, I think that he's, he's worth uh, stashing. And if Fournette were to miss any time, uh, then surprisingly, I think Tom Brady would, would go to him. Yeah. He's showing the trust. We weren't sure we have. I wonder if this was, a little bit more game script dependent. The fact that they were behind by so much, did they just turn it over to white as part of it? But it's nice to see, like you said, the increase in snaps over time. He's definitely a name worth monitoring. And with how, I don't want to say bad, but the, like we said, this waiver wire doesn't have that amazing top tier guy where we're all going out like from Khalil Herbert last week or if Jeff Wilson week one. It doesn't have that sort of guy. It's just a bunch of, all right, here's some dart throws. Here's some exciting guys outside of, you know, you know, Raheem Mostert and George Pickens don't they don't get the excitement up there because they've been a little bit inconsistent this year. So why not take this week to try and get a good stash and build for your team moving forward? I definitely like the recommendation. It's something worth monitoring because you don't start him right away. But if something were to happen to Fournette, if you know you start seeing this trend continue moving forward, he's intriguing and he's got the upside as a rookie to, you know, really help you moving forward. But I'm going to move over to back to the wide receiver position because there's a name that kind of caught my eye this past week. While on the stat sheet, it wasn't anything special. He had three receptions for 11 yards, but the target share was right back in his favor. And that was Rondell Moore. He had a 16% target share this past week in the win over the Carolina Panthers. And he looked he looked pretty good while he was doing it. I know it's like you said, it's not a, a great start, three receptions, 11 yards, but the fact is he jumped right back and is in two. And the human Dorch, the human Dorch has been put out. We've all thought maybe he'd be able to continue it. This past week, he only had 
3% target share. That's, I believe, one or two targets from this past week. So, But Dorch has been turned off. We're going to have <clears throat> DeAndre Hopkins coming back in a couple weeks. So I think that the fun and games we were having for human Dorch is, is going to be gone. And that leaves plenty of room for Rondell Moore to still be effective. We've seen, like we've talked about, this Cardinal defense continues to not impress. And in order to win games, they're going to have to throw the ball. James Conner has looked not good start of the season. So that's going to, once again, lead to more throwing throughout the game. So if that, that continues, I think there's plenty of volume to go around for Rondell Moore to still have a really effective season. I don't know if you could, could especially if no bye weeks, I don't know if I'm throwing right back him right back in as a starter. But if you want to stash a guy who has a lot of upside, we talked last week about how excited people were in the past about Rondell Moore. Well, he came right back and he jumped into the second highest targeted wide receiver. So there's still the volume to go around for him. And I think that moving forward, I don't see really see that changing until Hopkins comes back, of course. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think Rondo Moore is probably my um, second priority, just in 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 kind of our our list of five here that we have, um, uh, for for the podcast and and, and for the article tomorrow. Um, he, I I I think what impressed me the most, uh, yes, and you know, I hope we didn't just start something by giving a nickname and then you know there. Uh, Greg Dorch just immediately becomes irrelevant. So um, I, I decided not to give any nicknames to Kenny Pickett or George Pickens, even though there's, there's, there's something to be had there. So yeah. um, if they go off next week, we'll, we'll know there's something there. Um, but, but what I liked about Rondell Moore uh, this week is that, you know, he's been dealing with this hamstring in, injury since right before week one. And he came in and I think he's healthy. Um, I think, I think Arizona let him get uh, back to 100%. <clears throat> Hopefully I won't be pro- proven wrong and he doesn't get a questionable tag tomorrow, but, um, but he, um, he, ca- he came right back in and was on the field for 86% of Arizona's offensive snaps. So that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Greg Dorch, on the other hand, you know, he was, it was bar- you know, barely on the field, like 30%, um, you know, in comparison, um, what, what I think we're going to have to wait for on Rondo Moore a little bit, which is why I may not be starting him unless I'm in a pinch is that he is, best used as a slot receiver and right now with um, AJ Green not being able to play and DeAndre Hopkins suspended um, Rondo Moore was uh, ran outside routes first on 72% of his routes where normally he's at like 80% 90% in the slot Greg Dorch was running those but with uh, Rondo Moore forced out to the outside I, I still think that he can take the top off of a defense I still think he's fast um, he, he can do um you know, I I think he's 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 one of those players that you know you you might look at his box score one week and he has you know four rushes for sixty yards or something like that. So um, I do think they're going to utilize him on on gadget plays. Um, I do think that he is best used out of the slot. So I'm really looking forward to kind of um, when when we know that in addition to Marquise Brown, if AJ Green or when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, which is only only in two weeks now, um, you know and. and or two, two weeks um, from, from this coming week. Um, when he comes back, I really want to see kind of how, how Rondo Moore um, settles back into that slot role, more of that Christian Kirk role. Um, so I'm, he's definitely somebody that I'm adding to my roster right now before he, before he goes off uh, when he can actually play his preferred position. So I'm, I'm right there with you on him. It's definitely a name worth monitoring and the final names worth monitoring. You let me, rant about my favorite team so i'm gonna give you the floor for the <laughs> weekly atlanta falcon pickup of the week 
AJ, who is it? Let's uh, let's let's have some Falcon talk if we really cool. have to. Well, the Falcons are two and two, man. They're 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 five hundred. They're five hundred yes. team. Um, I I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, because you know, it's not where I, I kind of wanted a, a really high draft pick, but um, you know, it, this is just the life as a Falcons fan. Um, so but if you watch the game, which you didn't, unless you were your Atlanta fan, um, or, if, or if you live in the Southeast, um, there was one drive where the Falcons ran it nine straight times for, it was, it was, it was, it was nine straight times for 54 yards and a touchdown. Every single play went to Caleb Huntley, who, by the way, zero percent rostered in yahoo and sleeper so he's available um they just called him up from the practice squad uh cordero patterson has been uh was just placed on injured reserve so he's going to miss the next four games um and you basically have this kind of committee approach but the falcons want to run the ball they uh i I think that mariota's uh marcus mariota's mobility has kind of given them a little bit of space there um he's not going to be a prolific passer um I, I think that there's, you know, just enough there for either Drake London or Kyle Pitts to have a decent day, but they want to run the ball. I think they're going to continue doing that and kind of play a slower paced game. And uh, so Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier are two names that I think, um, you know, Tyler Algier is 18% roster. Damian Williams is coming back. So it is going to be a little bit of a hodgepodge down there. I think that Tyler Algier, Algier will be the more popular name. Uh, just because he's might get the first chance up, but I'll tell you, if you just, you know, if you just want to join me in my Falcons fandom, go check out Caleb Huntley, you know, toss a one, a $1 fab on there and then come back next week and tell me I was wrong. But he was, he, he, he was, he was him for a minute and just was going after uh, defensive backs and just breaking into that next level. Uh, So again, this has to be tempered. Uh, you know, we have uh, the Falcons have the Buccaneers next week, which, you know, is uh, historically a pretty stout defense. Of course, Clyde Edwards Hilaire just uh, put up 92 yards on him. But again, that we might we might look back on the season and consider that kind of a one off week. So it, it's it's a tough it, it's a tough week five matchup. Um, but I'm really I'm really tempted to, to throw Caleb Huntley or uh, even over Tyler Algier on my, on my bench and just see, just see if there's a little something else there. So um, I think he earned a spot on the roster and uh, that that's my super deep dart throw for, for week five. It's worth monitoring because like you said, the Falcons do want to run the ball. And like you said, not many people watch the game. So you're not going to have too many people who know too much about who Caleb Huntley was. I was, I'm not ashamed to say that when he got those carries, I kind of had to look at my screen and be like, Wait, who's this guy? But you look at the tar- uh, running back share. He had the exact same share of the carries as Tyler Algier. It's going to be a weird weird split. And you wonder, you know, can one of them emerge? They haven't been so, you know, right off the bat to give the ball to Algier as much as fantasy managers liked it. So you never know. And like you said, you and about three or four of the listeners are probably the people watching that Falcon uh Brown game because I don't know if many people are tuning in to watch Jacoby Brissett versus uh, Marcus Mariota. But then again, my team is one and three, so I think I got to stop at the cheek shots about the Falcons until we at least yeah. have the same record. At least until we have the same record. So True. maybe a few weeks, but I'll it'll be back. I'll get back to that eventually. 
But to wrap up for at least this portion of the show, we're going to run through some final names, just some other names outside of our top five that are intriguing. I'm going to go first real fast as a name that I was very impressed with, and that's Josh Reynolds this past week. 20% target share. Jared Goff looked good. Then again, it's the Seahawks. But Jared Goff looked good, and they were missing a lot of weapons. So Josh Reynolds the past two weeks has had 18 targets the past two weeks with a touchdown. It's an if because there are a lot of people hurt. But if DeAndre Swift, Amon Nara St. Brown, DJ Chark are all out this coming week, keep an eye out for Josh Reynolds. If he's out there and need to start a player in the pinch, I think he can do a lot worse than Josh Reynolds. And they have a matchup where they're probably going to have to throw the ball coming up. So I think it's going to be a... You know, Goff has looked pretty solid. And if there's a lot of injuries, Josh Reynolds has a solid target share to boat. So I'm definitely excited about him. So he'd probably be someone who's just off the list who... If you're in a pinch, you can definitely start this coming week, provided that a couple other people miss the game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll say, um, I'll, I'll say Devonte Parker for right now. I, I think that after after kind of a um, you know disappointing week one and two after being you know the Patriots kind of big signing at, at wide receiver, um, you know it's another instance where if if Jacoby Myers is out. Then I'm then I'm much more comfortable with Devontae Parker. Um, so and even this week with Mac Jones uh, out and then Brian Hoyer going down with a concussion, um, Bailey Zapp, who you know by the way is a decent target for you know if you're in superflex or two QB leagues, um, he came in and 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 that's who Devontae Parker got his touchdown from. So you know that that's definitely a highly volatile you know hope for a touchdown. Close your eyes. Um, but I think that if Jacoby Myers is out, then then Parker could be a decent ad. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that. And those two guys are actually going against the Lions and the Patriots play against each other. You know what the Lions did last week? Allowed a lot of yards to Geno Smith. So maybe they can do the same for Bailey Zapp, mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer, whoever the heck starts for New England. But if Jacoby Myers is out, Devontae Parker is likely the number one receiver in that. So I'm definitely keeping an eye on him as well. And he'll probably go down the and real quick, one other guy who I want to bridge the mention, Jamal Agnew. He came right in for the Jaguars, and the Jaguars continue to throw the ball, and their offense is actually effective this year. It's amazing what happens when you don't have Urban Meyer as your head coach. But he got a 26% target share. They're throwing the ball effectively. He came right in for the Zay Jones role. If Zay Jones out, if Zay Jones misses another game, I think Jamal Agnew is someone you could possibly start in a pinch that you, know, you could do a lot worse than that, having another target on a actually decently powered Jacksonville offense right now. So that's one more name to monitor. AJ, is there any of one else that you want to throw out there before moving on? Or is this like a dart throw kind of late option or? Yeah. All right. One, 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 one deep, uh, another deep one for the, for the deep league uh, managers is Kyle Phillips um, over the, in the first couple of weeks, by the way, Tennessee Titans. Uh, yeah. First couple of weeks, he was, he was getting targets from Ryan Tannehill. He had one of the highest targets per route run. Uh, rates in uh, in the league, and I, he was targeted, I, I believe, seventeen times in the first two weeks. Um, well, missed week three, just came back for week four. You know, only you know, barely on the field. Um, but with the news of Traylon Burks kind of uh, being diagnosed with turf toe, and you know, um, I mean, wouldn't we've seen that derail you know mm-hmm. seasons if if not careers? So um, with Traylon Burks, you know probably you know potentially missing some time i think kyle phillips actually might um might rise to the top in uh in the titans who also find themselves themselves two and two after um 
after a win against uh, Indianapolis again. So um, I, I've again, I think he's he's going to be somebody who's widely available. Um, that could be a, a nice DFS play if you're punting, you know, at the wide receiver position, or if you want to stash him on a um, in, in a deeper league, then um, you know he, he's he's actually surprised up to this point. I completely agree. And that kind of transitions us nicely into the tight end streamers. We talk about someone who may benefit from Traylon Burks. I think Hayden Hurst may be a name that you see benefit out there in Tennessee. He had himself. Never mind. Why am I blank? <laughs> I mixed him up with Austin Hooper. Never mind. Tell me why you like Hayden Hurst. I'm just mixing up with Austin <laughs> why Hooper. I like Hayden Hurst. Well, <laughs> I like him because he's not on Tennessee. Um, Fair. No, for, for, uh, for Hayden Hurst, um, Really, I mean, he, he's he's had a couple of weeks here where he's just kind of surprisingly um, getting some of uh, some of some of those targets. Um, and this past week, you know, Thursday night football playing against Miami, uh, you know, again, four you know, four targets, three receptions, 27 yards. It is the tight end position. But I do think that, um, you know. Joe Burrow seems to be looking his way at least a little bit. Um, that's that's actually down from weeks one and two where he saw eight targets and seven targets. So I think he's starting to trend back up. Um, you know, he's 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 getting back on the field again. Um, and, you know, 21 targets in four weeks is not bad for no. uh, for for a streaming tight end. So um, I like him. I, I, I think the matchup against Baltimore uh, next week is is nothing to be afraid of either. Um, so I think that if if the. Bengals offense is really starting to, you know, kind of get back on track and it's going to start scoring a lot of points. Um, you know, you can, you could try to chase a touchdown with Hayden Hurst. Take the same stuff you just said about Hayden Hurst and throw it to Hunter Henry. We saw Jonu Smith leave from injury. He had a 20% Absolutely. target share this past week. New England has always loved their tight ends and they're playing Detroit. You can throw on Detroit. We saw Will Disley score another touchdown, which you know, Will Disley might be a name we're going to be throwing out there in the next week. I'm I'm starting to get intrigued with that. That's another name <laughs> in a very deep, but we've always wanted him to be a thing. So keep an eye on him as well. But yeah, Hunter Henry, we want the touchdown upside. Patriots love using their tight ends. You play a very bad Detroit defense. I think it's a very recipe, a great recipe for success as long as Jonu Smith's out. If they, it's two, the two out there, I don't want to play that game. So I think Hunter Henry is another good name. And I realize why I mixed up Hayden Hurst and Austin Hooper. It's the H last name. They're both Falcons last year. So, you know, yep. Yeah. Were, we got the Falcons a little interchangeable in my head. It's also 10, 15 on a Monday night as I'm trying to watch the Monday night game. So it happens, but I won't mix up the other streaming position we talked about and that's quarterbacks. And I'm not going to lie. This is kind of a, you know, not the best week for streaming quarterbacks. So I'll say that. So, AJ, if you're looking in a deep league, we have some injuries with uh, with two uh, with the quarterback switch in Pittsburgh. Are there any names out there if he switches that you're intrigued by? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say that you know, for the most part, um, you know, Jameis Winston is always somebody that's a decent streaming option. I think it just really depends on how healthy he is. Chris Olave has certainly kind of established himself as um, as a stud, and uh, you know, then that'll typically mean good things for whoever's throwing in the football. Um, I think, you know, like we've already mentioned, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Bailey Zapp um, are for, you know, super flex or two quarterback leagues. But um, if, if you're if you're streaming quarterbacks, you know, you might be you might be hunting for some wins. You might be dealing with with a couple injuries. I'm I'm going to I'm going to pick your your guy. I'm going to say throw Kenny Pickett in there, uh, because I think that what Kenny Pickett represents 
uh, which is in contrast to all the other streaming quarterbacks, is he is willing to tuck and run. And so when you add some of that, uh, you know, mobile quarterback goodness, that rushing prowess, um, then number one, I think he can extend drives that might have been three and outs with, uh, you know, a quick run. Um, But also, you know, just, I mean, rushing attempts and rushing yards and rushing touchdowns are just absolute fantasy gold. So if I'm looking for somebody who's high reward, but also understand that it's high risk, go Kenny Pickett. And again, they'll be, uh, like you said, their next three weeks is a gauntlet and there's a really good chance they'll be playing from behind. And I don't think that the Steelers are going to take him back out now that he's in. So it is his job and they're going to say, all right, let's see what you can do. Kenny, go for it. Yeah. I'm, you can hear this optimism in my voice. <laughs> now, he, he looked good. I was impressed. And like I said, the rushing ability was actually impressive. He ran for two touchdowns last week. He showed the ability to tuck and run, which has us as fantasy managers intrigued. And the <clears> volume is going to be there to where he's going to be throwing a lot. It's good defenses, good matchups with Buffalo, Tampa, and Philadelphia. So I'm not as excited to throw him out for fantasy. I'm very excited as a Steeler fan to see what he can do in his first couple starts in the league. But I don't know if I'm rushing out there. But, you know, if it has the rushing floor, I don't think you can you could do worse than Kenny Pickett. But I think he's more of a two-quarterback streamer. I think this week you probably go with the safer options. They're probably uh, widely wi- widely rostered, but there's probably someone out there like Jared Goff or those simple guys you can pick up. But if you're struggling, you really need to go deep. And there's a lot of quarterback turnover the past couple weeks where if you're in a two-QB league, Pickett, Zap, all those guys, are Teddy Bridgewater, probably available, and you can make that move for that. And then we'll wrap it up with some streaming defenses. Anything you're excited about this week defensively? Man, I have I have to... I have to say we did a good job last week with uh, calling out the Giants and the Titans. Uh, mm-hmm. The they were they were spot on. Titans were solid. Giants were Giants were really good. Um, so you know, keep your eyes on on this spot. Uh, but uh, this week, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna re- reinvent the wheel. Uh, I look at who the Bears are playing and I pick that team. And if that team yeah. is under 50% rostered, I tell you. So uh, <laughs> this week, the Minnesota Vikings are uh, playing playing the Bears, and I think you should start them as a defense. Um, so there's not not too much analysis uh, that I can give that, that would convince you more than that, probably. No, I think it's pretty safe to say. Last year, we had our teams that we were picking to stream against. I think the Chicago Bears are going to be that for a little bit longer. Sorry, Mike, you might be listening, but... Uh, yeah, you're going to be picking on the Bears throughout the season. And we just mentioned Kenny Pickett. The Bills are probably more widely rostered, but, you know, they've had some tough matchups where someone drops him. So if you're facing going off against him, I wouldn't mind streaming the Bills. But definitely if the Vikings are out there, that's the matchup you try and go up against. And, you know, let's see how it goes. So Yeah, and, and, and I've got one more. Um, you know, the, Jacksonville's defense has actually put together yeah. some, some solid weeks. You know, I, they haven't had any, like, major, you know, you know, tons of, you know, multiple touchdown recoveries or anything, but the, you know, they've put up, you know, seven, eight, nine, um, pretty much every week. Um, and they're playing at home against Houston in week five. Um, so I, uh, love that matchup. I think that Houston has, uh, one of, if not the lowest, uh, implied point totals at 18 and a half points. Um, so that's always a good recipe for, uh, for your defense when, um, when, when, you know, Vegas doesn't think the other team is going to score very many points. So I like Jacksonville as well. And they're, they're widely available um, in both Yahoo and sleeper too. 
yeah, I, they've been pretty impressive. So I'm I'm intrigued. I'm excited to see that. You got plenty of matchups. You got plenty to do. It's like I said, just find the, the bad offense, such as the Chicago Bears, and just continue to stream against it. And maybe our teams may find ourselves on that list in the next couple of weeks, unfortunately. <laughs> but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Waiver Wire Podcast. There's a, you know, you came into this thinking it was a little bit more of a slow week, and I don't think it has the big names, but there's definitely some impact to, the more we go through it. If you need one or two weeks to move through, there are some exciting names out there. So, you know, best of luck with your week uh, your week four, five waiver claims. If you need individualized advice, you can find AJ's article on Twitter at AJ underscore Passman. He'll have the article out on Tuesday morning. As you go through your waiver wire priorities, you can also find me on Twitter at Callen underscore Elslager. And as, as we always say, you can join the PL plus discord. You know, you go to pitcherlist.com or qblist.com, click get PL plus. You'll have 24 seven access to the entire staff of pitcherlist and QB list. It's a lot of fun. Great fantasy football talk, great football discussions. A lot of it is uh, trashing on my Steelers at this point, but hey, you know it's you, it goes with the territory. But you know, enjoy it. You can always DM us on the Discord. We're active on there, and we can talk with you out there as well. See you if you're not able to get on Twitter. So that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of the podcast. Best of luck with your waiver claims, and we will talk to you next week. Long live the Huntley Hive. <laughs> <laughs>